Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. Oh, 
Welcome to the Love Zone USA with yours truly, Mike T, as tonight is going to be a very uh, informative and special night. Each and every Thursday, we try to do something to help somebody. So hopefully we'll help some of you listeners out there. We want you to tell a friend and tune in. This is one of those shows you need to get a notebook pad out. You know, sometimes we have fun. Sometimes we, uh, you know, uh, play it to the edge. Uh, We do many different things here. But tonight, this is going to be a class. This is going to be a class. First class I've had during all these shows. Well, let's put it this way. It won't be a boring lecture. <laughs> I, trust me on that one. Anyway, as we always say here inside the Love Zone, it's the place where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. I think you learn something uh, from our shows each and every week, and tonight won't be any different. It's a place where we also want to spread some love all over the world. You know, it's my philosophy that uh, Jesus walked the earth to spread love. That was his main purpose. We're going to try to continue that with uh, the Internet here, here tonight. Yes, indeed. I got to say one thing. I got a chance to meet my producer after just about a year of us doing this. Went over to a barbecue at his house and met him and his family, and it was a great, I'm telling you, I just had, you know, you ever sit at a barbecue and just observe, <laughs> have more fun observe, observing than eating, although they had some great food. Uh, Tony, it was a pleasure meeting you and your family and your wife, especially. She is the hostess with the mostess. You made me feel very comfortable. I'm glad we got a chance to finally meet. You know, we've been dealing with this virtually for almost a year, so it was a pleasure to go out there and Meet my producer, and we got work to do tonight. Yeah, we really got work to do tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, the name of the show tonight is Alimony for Life. Alimony for Life. Now, you know, I termed it that is because uh, recently in the news, uh, you might have heard something in the order of manimony. Have you ever heard of manimony? You don't know what manimony is? Well, I didn't either. And it's when... um, Men can secure alimony from their wives. Women are now making, in many instances, more money than the man. And if they divorce, then uh, the man can uh, presumably get alimony. And I know many of you probably didn't know in certain states that goes on for a lifetime. It's based on a lot of different things, but our guests are going to be more informed to talk about that tonight that uh, we're going to be bringing on. But, uh, yeah, it is something that you need to be aware of. Now, we here are a proponent of marriage. Some of the things you may hear tonight may um, turn you off from it, may turn you around from thinking about it, but that is not the case. This show is designed to make you informed, better informed. And let you know that there are organizations and people who have uh, experienced things that are going to make it better. That's the whole idea. So in this show, I just want to warn that don't let any of this information deter you from your soulmate. It is not designed to do that just to make you better informed on how to proceed. Here inside the Love Zone, we are proponents and will be of love and marriage the right way. There are some things that you need to be aware of, 
so you can navigate through things just in case it doesn't work out that way. But I think if we stay on our mission and concentrate on the dating piece, which nobody has addressed until we had this show, everybody has books and everything about how to get a job, how to buy a house, how to buy a car, but no one is addressing the dating aspect of choosing the right person to live your life with. That's what this show was meant to do, to be your guide, to give you some information so you can make better choices because we've all made mistakes. So on that note, if you want to find a love that uh, Faith Evans is talking about, a love like this, well, a love that uh, has the four C's. You know what the four C's are here inside the love zone? It's called commitment, communication, compatibility, and compromise. Well, if you got that as the foundation, you're on the right track. All right, Tony, let's kick it off. As we do it, our guests will be here around 8.30. We're going to talk about more of that. Yeah, but if you're looking for a love like this, you found it. Here at the Love Zone with your children.
Oh, sounds real sweet, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the way it happens in the beginning. Sounds real sweet. You looked across the room, you saw that lovely lady, and boy, you said, we're going to make a life together. We are going to get married. That is the one, you know, because we men, we walk around, and we look at ladies, and then we, uh, you know, we get attracted. We get attracted by the look first. Then we try to see if all of that line, that look lines up with the mind and the body and the conversation and the personality and that comp- compatibility. If all those things fall into place, then uh, we're we're uh, toast at that point. I like to say men are toast. You know, we 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 fold like a cheap suit. Suit. I mean, you you ladies can get us with a, <laughs> a nickel and a dime, fifteen cent. He's toast. He's ready to get married. Now, the reason we do this show is so that you can make better choices and that you won't end up in the place that we'll be describing this evening, which is called alimony for life. Alimony for life. I wasn't even aware of that until I tripped over it, perusing for, um, you know, content and uh, happened to look on the Internet and uh, ran across the first site that I came to and... uh, the gentleman should be here in just a little while. Around 8.30, all of our guests will be showing up. We're going to have a panel discussion tonight with two different organizations. One is uh, the National Organization of Women for Alimony Reform. And the initial website that I kind of discovered this after, I guess, uh, searching in Google and looking for manimony, I found the Alliance for Freedom from Alimony. Alliance for Freedom from Alimony. And it was a nice gentleman, Dick Lindsay, who... Uh, inform me about what is going on. And I'm telling you the information that he dropped on me as well as what I had a chance of uh, looking at and uh, observing and and doing some research. You want to get your notebooks out, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of those shows. You definitely want to get your notebooks out. And the uh, president and uh, chairman of National Organization of Women for Alimony Reform shall be here, along with another gentleman, Alan Frischer, who should be stopping by. Nicole Matter, Nicole, she has uh, informed me of some things that you need to be aware of, and her website. We're going to talk about all those websites, give you all the information. Don't worry, but get get your notebook out. And for those of you who are like me in class, you know, sometimes you fell asleep, sometimes the heat got to you, whatever. We'll try to keep you awake. (laughs) truly it won't be boring but I'm telling you it will be informative and have no fear we'll have it up on our uh, Facebook page tomorrow so we're going to give you many options for this because we want to do that definitely going to give you many options for the information that we're going to uh, have this as my producer just informed me yes don't forget about iTunes do not yes you definitely want to download this show and pass it around it is a movement we need this to be exposed on that note now you know i got a reputation of bad mouthing or trash talking to women or you know putting them in a bad light and and that is not the case that is not the case i'm trying to reform some men as well as some women so that we won't have all of this 50% divorce ratio that we we have. So when 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 you hear me talking about, you know, women doing certain things, 
I also, I think I'm equal opportunity, but if I'm not, you know, y'all, y'all put me in check. I think I talk about the men who do things wrong as well. In this one instance, before I get into this next song with For the Love of Money by the OJs, I'm telling you that this alimony thing is totally out of control. It is causing men devastation in their lives. It is causing women devastation in their lives. It is causing people who may have made some bad choices in the person that they chose to marry end up in a situation where they can't move on with their life, that it's causing children bad situations in their lives. And you know what it all relates to? This here. Tony, let's kick it off. It relates to this, for the love of money. And if this show can help these organizations get some reform, because it shouldn't be all about just for the love of money. Here Yeah. 
and especially to those by the last name of Jones. You see, if your last name happens to be Jones, then we send this out to you, especially. Mrs. Mrs. 
Song entitled Me and Mrs. Jones. And if you don't know what that song is about, it's about a man uh, having a relationship with a woman on the side. Well, fellas, I'm here to tell you tonight, me and my producer chose this music specifically for this show. If you want to have that relationship on the side, I'm here to scare you straight tonight. (laughs) It could cost you for a lifetime if that cheating breaks up your happy home. If you feel that's worth it for 45 minutes of what we call sexual healing or bliss, when you get in that courtroom, from what I've read, mm, all I can say is our guests are here to uh, give you more definition on that. So I said get your notebooks out, get your iPads, get your uh, tablets. For those of you who like to type on a BlackBerry, you get that out too. Tell your friends to listen in because... This show is going to be very informative, and we want you to get the information. Uh, this has been going on too long, and I just tripped over it. I've been in radio for whew, half of my life. I didn't even know about this. I guess I kind of heard it in the background when I was a kid, but it hit home this week. It hit it hit home hard. So with no further ado, I'm going to introduce you to the gentleman first. Uh, normally I start off with the ladies, but I'm going to do this in reverse tonight. Uh, the gentleman who uh, turned me on to the ladies because they have a lot. Of information, and I want to bring on my first guest, Mr. Uh, Dick Lindsay. Dick, are you with me? Yes, I'm there, Michael. <clears throat> thank Hi, you. how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good, oh. good. Why don't you tell, uh, well, like I was telling our audience, I tripped over this uh, subject matter based on Googling the word manimony and right. men now being able to get alimony. And you are the chairman of uh, organization. Yeah, well, that uh, is is trying to straighten this whole thing out, Alliance for Freedom from Alimony. And, Dick, why don't you tell people about yourself and why you started that, that organization? Okay. Um, I'm the chairman of the Alliance for Freedom from Alimony Incorporated, and our main goal is to educate the public as to what they can expect when they walk into divorce court because most people have no idea 
uh, we're working to educate people and we're working to make reforms to a very unjust system that exists. We're working with the legislator and legislature in the state and uh, with various other media uh, organizations to try to put across and, and educate people as to what goes on because, uh, like I said, most people have no idea. And more than 50% of the marriages end in divorce court. It's so anymore it's really unsafe to even get married. Uh, right, right. And, and, Dick, why don't you tell our listeners that you're in the state of Florida, correct? Is that is that why is Florida one of the states that, uh, where this is needs to be reformed, or, or how did you get involved? Okay, Michael, yes, I... Got involved when I got drug into divorce courts about uh, 30 years ago. And Florida, as some other states, has permanent lifetime alimony. And the state then holds you in bondage and forces you to pay alimony for your entire life. There's very few things that will uh, get you off the hook, so as to speak. And one would be if your ex was to remarry. And of course, if she's getting a a monthly welfare check, why she's not been going to be very uh, prone to remarry. So most of them, if they have, a, they cohabitate, and that is one of the grounds for discontinuing. But it's very difficult to to establish that. Um, there are some states that are much more lenient, like Indiana and Texas, and a few others. And then there are other states that are very similar to Florida in permanent lifetime alimony, like uh, South Carolina, uh, New Jersey, uh, even Georgia. And that's, that's how I got into it. And I know the difference between right and wrong and what the state does and with their alimony scheme is, is certainly not right. Uh, it's a, a form of slavery. It's involuntary servitude. It's unconstitutional. Yet the legal industry uses it to destroy the family and to bleed off their assets, and that's where we encounter the majority of our opposition is from the, the legal industry. Wow, wow. I was just watching a video, Dick, uh, right before uh, you guys got here, and it was about a soldier and Purple Heart. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've seen it. Have you seen that? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Oh. It's about a gentleman who went to war and, uh, well, he, bottom line, he committed suicide. At the end of the video, it's on YouTube. I'm going to be posting it up on our Facebook page. Uh, it, it gave statistics on the men that are coming back from war, coming back home to divorce, and then ending up using suicide as an out versus this alimony system and potentially, you know, in his instance, yeah, it, 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 he might end up in prison. Uh, can, can you address that? Uh, it's, a very, it's a very serious blow to someone to have their freedom uh, abolished and to be held by the state in almost in, in, uh, in bondage and being forced to shell over anywhere from from 25 to 50 percent of your of your income, and the mental the mental anguish that this creates to people is tremendous. And we have numerous records of of suicide, uh, murder, and and other atrocities that are directly linked to the state's imposition and enforcement of their permanent lifetime alimony. Uh, 
it's, it's just almost uh, almost unreal what the divorce court does. And there's very there's very little guidelines as to specifics in the in the statute that governs divorce court. And and one of the phase, phrases that contained in that statute is essentially it says that the the judge the court can do whatever it wants to. So there's there's no standardization in divorce court like there is in in murder cases or bank robbers or or even traffic court if you you go so many miles over the speed limit you get fined so many dollars well divorce court the sky's the limit oh. mm. Mm, yeah i i tend to notice that and i saw another story about a gentleman in new hampshire who slapped his kid and uh, i think that i saw that on was reading some of the victim situations on your website mm-hmm. and uh just because they call it domestic domestic violence uh this and and the wife the, when she reported that he had slapped his child it just turned into a whole different animal and then mm-hmm. him having to pay alimony and it just it, it just took on a life of its own from reading reading the uh the article and it just, there, it, there are numerous instances where the man has custody of his children and where he does not receive any child support from his, his ex, but he has to pay her permanent lifetime alimony. That was my case. I had five daughters, ages 5 through 12. I got custody of them, and I also got ordered by the court to pay permanent lifetime alimony to a woman who at one time was a candidate for lieutenant governor of the state, and she told the people of Florida that she was capable of being their governor, and then she went to court and told the court that she couldn't take care of themselves, her herself. And uh, wow. there, We have an instance where there was a Navy guy that had custody of his two children, and he had to pay 51% of his take-home pay in alimony to his ex. Um, there's all... All sorts of cases. We had an instance where a Baptist minister from Michigan, his wife left him, moved to Florida, sued him for divorce, got permanent lifetime alimony, and moved back to Michigan. And wait a minute, wait a minute, Dick. She, she, they were in Michigan when she left him, right? Yeah. He's the, a, lo- the laws are different in Michigan than in yes. Florida, but she went to Florida and then filed for divorce yes. in Florida? Yes. Florida is very lucrative. And that gave her the uh, ability to get the lifetime, which she wouldn't have, I presume she wouldn't have gotten in Michigan. The lifetime she would not have gotten it in Michigan, no. Mm-mm. But because when she left, now how, how long did she have to leave this gentleman in order to file for divorce? Six, I, six months. She had to be a resident of, of the state for six months. Whoa. Yeah. whoa we had whoa. another instance where a guy from Indiana where they limit alimony to no more than three years and his wife lured him to South Carolina where they have permanent lifetime alimony and in less than just a very short time I mean about three months had him in divorce court and got ordered permanent lifetime alimony from from South Carolina Um, even California isn't as bad and it's really bad Is is there a website listing the states and and alimony for our audience that want to look these various states up and see uh, which one is which? Yes, if you get on our our website, uh, www.alimonyreform.org, we've got 
a tremendous amount of information on there that would uh, indicate some of the status of these states. And then if you click on this various states, you can reach their their state website. Uh, Massachusetts had a very nasty system, and they, a year ago, reformed it somewhat. So they don't have quite as nasty a situation now. They have a built-in retirement clause so that when someone reaches the accepted Social Security retirement age, they can now retire. And that's one of the goals that we have here in Florida when we work for the with the legislature is to try to convince them that, that we need a, a retirement age so that alimony will stop when you reach that, that retirement age. So. Mm. There's irregularities like they make disabled people. We have disabled people. We have a blind guy from Palatka that they're making him pay alimony to a very able-bodied uh, woman. There's several other instances of, of disabled people uh, where the state makes them pay alimony and they'll take they'll take your your disability they'll take your military retirement they'll take your social security they'll the court has the power to seize your assets and dwindle them out into wherever they want to into a, an, an alimony account um, I wanna... like I said to begin with it's really not safe for anybody to get married mm. Mm. well on that note uh Dick, I'm going to take another call. We have a gentleman that I said I would get him in before he had to run because I know okay. he was at another function. I think we have him on line seven. Let me just double check at line yeah. seven, and I've okay. got some other Appreciate callers. Callers, yeah. uh, hold on, callers. We're going to get to all of you. Don't worry, don't worry. And Alan, Alan Fisher, I'm here. Alan, hi. How are you? Good, very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for participating. Thank you for joining us on the Love Zone. I have uh, Dick Lindsay on the other line, and we were talking about the alimony uh, situation. I also have uh, Nicole and Alice Berman. They're, they're waiting, and we're going to get to them uh, shortly. But I knew you were at a function, so I told you I'd get you in real quick. Alan, could you tell me you, you, you tell me a little bit about yourself and why you're doing what you're doing? And I know we want to talk about the bill that uh, we, we talked about briefly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a financial advisor. I'm a certified divorce financial analyst, um, and I went through my own adversarial divorce um, now close to uh, 10 years ago, um, mm. put, through, put through the ringer in the system, and, and I realized that the system was actually broken. It was, uh, it was horrific. It, it put me through um, hell. There's no, other, there's no other way to really put that. And after you know a three-day trial, I was asked, ordered, pay permanent alimony in addition to my child support, in addition to health care costs and, and everything else, um, for amounts that were really not affordable for me at the time. So I went for an appeal. Again, I, I hired attorneys to do the appeal, went up to the appellate court, mm. and basically they said that the lower courts did not abuse their discretion because they, they have the discretion to make um, orders that they want to make. You know, there, there was no predictability in an order there's no consistency right now and the judges really and truly have unbridled discretion the way the law was written back then so after um, probably another two years i went again to try to modify my alimony and again was denied and finally i went uh, pro se which is on my own learned the book of procedure 
And uh, the judge once again did not modify my alimony, but then my ex's attorney asked the judge to order me to pay her $18,000 legal fee, and the judge denied that. That set up a uh, mediation between her and I because she knew that I would bring her back to court every year now that I knew the procedure and what needed to get done. And ultimately, we settled, and I no longer have to pay permanent alimony. During all of that time, um, I brought um, my friend, who is a state legislator, and I spoke to him about all and said, we need to change the law. And uh, we were able to put together legislation and uh, bring it to the House and go through all the committees of the House and uh, all the committees of the Senate. And we almost had it actually passed last session. Unfortunately, it stalled in the Senate. Our own Senate sponsor, for whatever reason, decided not to bring it to the um, floor of of the Senate. Of course, we found out later on that he worked for the same firm, lobby firm as the Florida Bar, which happens to be our only opposition because the Florida Bar, the family section of the Florida Bar, the litigating family section of the Florida Bar, wants to keep the current alimony laws in place because that's how they make um, their money. It's a huge cash cow. It's a huge income stream for them, and it really destroys people's lives. So we need to make these uh, we need to change these laws drastically. And, Alan, can you give us some insight of how long these laws that you're trying to change? One, two, a double, double-edged sword question here. One, was your alimony in the state of Florida or was it another state? No, it was in the state of Florida. I'm talking literally about Florida right now. And another okay. Was Florida. okay. And the second piece of that, it, it, how long have these laws been like this on the books you know, naturally, a person like yourself coming into it, and you said 10 years ago, and you found out about it. I guess you weren't aware, like I'm not aware today until you guys came along. You weren't aware of it, I guess, as as deeply rooted as these laws were. Did you find out approximately how long have th- these laws been on the books in Florida? As, as, well, certainly, you know, um, when I was going through it, they were already in law at that point, and they've been in law for the past prior 10 years to that, so at least 20 years um, and certainly, you know, our economies have changed. The economies of scale have changed. The demographics, the geographics have changed. And we have to really make the laws more practical for today's standards. Twenty years ago, minimally, you know, and I'm, I'm certain that the laws have gone on prior to that, past 20 years, probably closer to 30 and 40 years, that we haven't had really any changes in the way alimony is structured. Okay. Well, if you guys would hang on the line with me just for a few more minutes, I want to bring in the ladies and just we're going to take a music break. Then we're going to bring the ladies back in. And then I want to have a full discussion, you know, about about these laws and and the changes and what your organizations are trying to attempt to do for, you know, many of our listeners who who are probably not aware as well. Dick, uh, Alan, would you hang in there with me for a few minutes? I sure will. I'm I'm driving. Not Not an issue. All right. Okay. You guys just hang in the uh, music room, and Nicole and Alice just hang in there. I'm going to bring you on, and there's a gentleman named Salam who uh, wants to make a comment. Uh, Guys, just hold on. We've got plenty of time, um, although it tends to go pretty fast, so I'm going to get right into some uh, music, and then we're going to come back with the women of the organization that I uh, was turned on to by uh, Dick Lindsay. And they are in the organization, National Organization of Women for Alimony Reform. We're going to bring Dick and Alan back. Uh, but uh, right now, for those of you thinking about uh, marriage and um, thinking that's not something you want to do, well, <laughs> we want this song just for you. Uh, it's by Ruben Studdard. We'll be back with uh, our guests. But 
He is. I'm single. Here inside the Love Zone USA. Hi, this is Jean Carn. And when I look for free love, I don't have to look any further than the Love Zone USA with Mike T. Because otherwise, you may not really be getting free love. And you'll know better the next time when you listen to the Love Zone USA.
As I say here inside the Love Zone, it's a place where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. You live and learn from sometimes me. <laughs> I just have opinions. I'm just a host. Uh, mostly our guests and sometimes even the music. Jean Kahn, song I had the pleasure of promoting when I worked at CBS. She says, don't give up your love to just anybody. You could end up in the wrong situation. That's why we try to focus on the front end of these uh, relationships, and that's the dating piece, because we want to hopefully assist people in get, disseminating information that will have them make better choices. But if you should make the wrong, wrong choice, be sure to download this show tonight uh, from iTunes, because there's a lot of information, and we're going to get into it to some more right now with my guests, and we're going to bring uh, Alan Fisher back, as well as Dick Lindsay in just a minute. But right now, I want to go to the National Organization of Women for Alimony Reform and bring in Nicole and Alice. I think I have them on line one and line two. And ladies, are you with me? Hi, good yes, evening. Good evening. I apologize, but I, I just, you know, Alan had to run. He's He's got a short, short, short uh, window. So I wanted to give the guys a chance first, especially since they turned me on to your organization, which uh you guys are doing some wonderful work. So, Nicole, why don't you start off and tell everyone about your organization, a little bit about yourself and what you guys are doing. Okay. Well, firstly, thank you so much for the opportunity to spend some time with your callers tonight. And, Dick, thank you very much for the referral. And the National Organization of Women for Alimony Reform has been formed by a group of women from across the country. We realize that the alimony laws are unfair not only in respect of the men having to pay, but women that are having to pay as well. I don't think society realizes how much the world has changed. And today, for example, the, the total amount of the USA's wealth is pretty much evenly split between the sexes, with 51% being controlled by women. Now, just looking at divorce statistics, um, men men that go through divorce are 9.7 times more likely to commit suicide than a divorced woman. But that, that means that a, a lot of children and a lot of families are being ravaged by alimony and ravaged by the way divorces are being handled. You know, if you look at a suicide, we, we see that six people per suicide are intimately affected. <coughs> That's 110,000 people a year. Wow. So the purpose of our organization is to pretty much act as an information hub on the one hand so that we can support those in other states in setting up their organizations. You know, um, Dick, Dick mentioned that there are many states that have lifetime alimony, and I can confirm that the majority of states in the U.S. have lifetime alimony. And people seem to think that it's only for a long-term marriage that you can have lifetime alimony awarded against you. This is not true. We have many examples of marriages of as little as three years mm. where lifetime alimony has been awarded. Now, um, states that are states that commonly um, states do commonly dish out lifetime alimony awards, and the reason for this is because with with the introduction of no fault divorce in the 1970s, um, if, if you know this, California was the first to bring it in in 1970 itself. What happened was the judges were given free reign and judicial discretion. Now, what this has pretty much done, it's, it's pretty much left the, mat, the matter of fault on the table where people are simply being compensated with outrageous alimony awards 
and they're being compensated for a, a failed marriage instead of being rehabilitated. And that's exactly what we are specifically um, pushing for as NAFA. We believe that um, alimony orders should not be tied to the length of the marriage. We do believe that there are instances where alimony is definitely the right answer in terms of rehabilitation, but we believe that this should be limited. If the state limits um, welfare to its recipients, alimony should be limited as well. Mm. So, you know, alimony dates back to English law. You know, all of the colonies, all of the old English colonies have had alimony as a sensation. Um, we're talking about Australia, for example. The alimony laws are extremely rough and tough. We have the same situation in Canada and even in my home country, South Africa. So alimony is a scourge on today's society. So, you know, we have members from all over the United States. And our goal is, is to change the perception of alimony, to change the perception of the role it plays, and to add our voice to the voices of the thousands out there and to tell our legislators and our government that alimony is wrong. We need to address it. Alimony is destroying and harming the very people that it was designed to protect. That's pretty much it. Well, and uh, Alice Berman, uh, are you on the line? I am. Alice, uh, what would you like to add to uh, what Nicole has stated and tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you're involved in this? Um, first of all, I would like to thank you for having us and also to Mr. Lindsay and also Alan Frischer. Um, I'm a second wife, and never in a million years would I ever have imagined that a permanent alimony award would ever affect me. Um, my husband's ex-wife, from the very beginning, threatened that if we got married, she needed an upward modification of $1,000 a month. And as soon as we got married, that was grounds for her to take us back to court and brought up to the court that I had income to prove that he had more income coming into the home so she felt justified to want more money. We then adopted a child who was disabled. He has autism and congestive heart failure. She also found out that we were getting income for him. That was another reason for her to bring his income up in court to show an upward modification in our income, so she wanted more money. And you say permanent alimony has damaging effects. It disables people, and it causes people to feel like there's a sense of entitlement. It enslaves not only the person paying, but also the person who's receiving, because they have no desire to further their life as far as falling in love or furthering their education and feel that they're going to lose this free money that they get on a weekly basis. And 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 let me bring in Dick and Alan, and I want to get all of you on the line, but I have a quick question that uh, I read on one of the uh, websites. Uh, Alan, are you back with me? Dick, are you there? I just want to make... I'm here, Michael. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I read, and I'm sure you guys heard the, the, the ladies uh, speak about, the, uh, you know, some of the situations. My question is, I read something about, okay, I'm a man, I go into court, alimony is allocated at a certain fixed uh, percentage of my income. Not but in the when, state of Florida. Oh, no? Yeah, that's, no, that's, there that's, are no guidelines in the state of Florida. That's why we need durations attached to the law to where there are some form of guidelines as far as the award of alimony goes. Yeah, so, 
there's no limit, and they do what they call impute income. So if someone doesn't actually have the income, the court can impute income that doesn't even exist. What's even, what's even worse is that they can order you to pay based upon your projected income or your potential income. Right yes, now. They, do, they do that. Yes, Michael. So let's say I'm a sales rep. Now I get promoted to a promotion to a sales manager. Uh, when I was a sales rep, I was divorced, and that's what they allocated my income on. Now I've moved up in my level of, well, let's say, management, bonuses, raises, overrides, yada, yada, yada. My income is more. How does that affect me now? Uh, can, can you tell our listeners how that, that affects them when they get more income? Yes, they call that a change of circumstances, and you can be hauled back into court. And oftentimes if this happens, uh, the court will make you pay attorney's fees for both sides. And the court can say, okay, you have greater income, that's a change of circumstances, so we're going to increase your amount of bondage, the amount of alimony that you have to pay each month. And that does that does actually happen. And, you know, the law is gender neutral, but the system is not. We had a, an instance where a, a, a couple worked for a TV station. She was an anchor and made something like $600,000 a month, and he was some kind of an assistant that made $300,000. But they didn't make her pay alimony, but <laughs> if, the, if the thing, the sex of the parties, would have been reversed, then there would have been alimony re- uh, ordered. Uh, it, it's not a, a it's not a fair and equitable system, and that's one of the things that we are asking the legislature to do is to draft specific points and specific factors into the law, so that if you're divorced in Miami or Jacksonville, the court is going to have the same set of uh, of laws to go by, not just tell the judge you can do anything you want to. And and if I understand you guys correctly, it sounds like both the women, Nicole and Dick, Allen, you're all on the same page in trying to get this reform passed in various states. Is that my understanding? Yes, we're, we're all working together, and, and we're we're working to make some some meaningful alimony reform changes so that people are not put in the gutter just because they walk out of divorce court. Uh, they, they shouldn't be punished. Uh, divorce court shouldn't be a place where you're punished <clears throat> because you, when you got married, you didn't do anything wrong. But then when you walk out of divorce court while you're you're kicked in the pants, and it shouldn't be that way. Okay. Well, it's become, it's become a big business for the legal profession. And what we want to try to do is propose fair alimony reform so that the receiver's get a certain amount of money to help, as as Nicole said, rehabilitate themselves, and also so that the people that are paying the alimony, and I say people because now more and more women are starting to pay alimony, um, it has to be affordable for them also. So in the new legislation that we're going to be proposing, we're actually um, proposing a formula within the legislation that we believe is fair. We've tested it out under numerous conditions already, and we really think it's an affordable, fair formula um, we also have a duration that's put into this new legislation. Um, essentially, it's going to be 50% of the length of the marriage as opposed to the entire length of the marriage, and it'll it'll start there being the default as opposed to permanent alimony, which seems to be the default now in Florida. 
Alan, well, Alan, can I can I interrupt you for a second? When you say fifty percent of the marriage, so if I'm married for ten years, the alimony would only be for five years. Is that my understanding? Could you could just clarify that, that for me and my that, the listeners? That's correct. Typically, right. Typically, between um, a mid a midterm marriage. First of all, we're doing away with the word permanent alimony. We're calling it long term. Um, one thing because we don't want it. permanent. You know, really is for life. Now, long term can be for a certain set number of years, and that's what we're actually proposing. And yes, that would be correct. If you were married, let's say, 12 years, six years would be the length of alimony that you would pay, correct? Okay. And and that would that is, in, so our listeners are clear on this. Ladies and gentlemen, Sorry. alimony is different from child support. Absolutely. Um, spousal support supports the ex-wife. Child support supports the children. And, 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 and there currently is a formula for child support out there. That also needs to be modified, but that's not what we're focusing on right now. Right. Um, Problems are very different from alimony. Okay. Alimony is more the the keeping the other spouse's lifestyle at a certain, the, the way they used to live. Uh, could you explain what the alimony, why that alimony is there and, and how it's defined uh, for our listeners, maybe? That, that principle pretty much dates back again to English law and the principle of coverture. Now, back in the old days when couples would get married, they would cleave unto each other, and the husband in the household would maintain all of the, the, the issues. He would contract on behalf of the family. He would do business on behalf of the family. In fact, women were not even allowed to go out to work and keep their salaries unless their husbands authorized this. So because of coverture, what, what would happen is that these men would be responsible for these women for the rest of their lives. Now, divorce only came out, of, out, out into our society about 150 years ago. And again, back then, women didn't have the type of job opportunities and the job exposure that they have now. So the men were still considered to be responsible. However, people really wrongly assume that if someone who is receiving alimony is remarried, that the payer will automatically stop alimony and she will become the responsibility of her new husband. That is not the case in this country. Even if your ex-spouse remarries, you are still stuck with alimony until such time as you can go to court and produce proof that this alimony is no longer required. So you, you're, is that in every state or are that certain states, uh, Nicole? Most states. Most, Most states. So in Oregon, Vermont. Right. The way the Florida law is written right now, we try to maintain the standard of living that was had during the marriage after divorce, which we know is, is basically impossible to do unless you're multimillionaires. I mean, if, you, if your estate is worth $50 million and you have to live on $25 million, maybe you, know, you can maintain the same standard of living. So in essence, what we're asking for in the new legislation is to have a rebuttable presumption that the standard of living will be now lower for both parties after a divorce, and that's just the, the very basis of new legislation. Wow! Wow! Yeah, Mike, Michael, in, in in simple terms, if you take a four-bedroom house and split it, each getting half of it, you don't have two four-bedroom houses. You then have two two-bedroom houses. Correct. So you have two different mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, buddy, we're getting... Well, see, also I want to add in there that, you know, permanent alimony denies people, quote, 
foreclosure from a divorce that failed, or a right. marriage that failed, excuse me. It also denies dignity. It denies the pursuit of happiness. That's right. You're tied to that same person for the rest of your life. Who wants to be tied to that person? You know, even if you have that entitlement mentality, do you really want to be tied to the person for the rest of your life that you want to divorce from? No, you should you should proceed in your independent direction. You should split your assets and go your independent way, so that you can pursue the your life in in a manner that you were supposed to, and not be held by the state in bondage. So. And move on, and, and be able to move on, move on with your life. And your reform is trying to help facilitate that these people can move on with their lives and not be in this so-called financial bondage. Well, it's not only that. You know, if you take into account um, the acrimony in divorces and the way that they are, that uh, alimony causes this acrimony to perpetuate and snowball and get worse and get worse. It impacts relationships between fathers and their children, mothers and their children. It fractures families. And this damage is really way more far-reaching than just the issue between the divorcing parties. Yeah, Mike, Michael, we have, we have prepared a pamphlet called The Shame of Florida, and it has horror stories in it of instances that actually happen, actual uh, true-life stories. And if any of the listeners would like a free copy of that, if they'll go to our, to our website, www.alamoreform.org, they can email us or write to us, and we'll, we'll be glad to send them a free copy of, of that book, uh, The Shame of Florida, Horror Stories. Right. They could also go on the Florida Alimony Reform website and read you know, stories and read information about the legislature and, and stories in general about divorce and statistics about divorce we're trying to accomplish right now. We have you know, pages and pages of information for people um, on FloridaAlimonyReform.com. Okay. You know, we're going to take a music break. I want to talk about how this affects the children and, and, and the uh, things that I saw about men not being able to see their children and, and the estrangement that this causes. Uh, also want to talk about your websites and what people can do, um, you know, to participate because it sure has me uh, energized. And if you guys would hang in there for a few more minutes, we're going to take a music break, break, then we'll come back. And I see we had some callers on the line. Maybe we will take some calls from the uh, audience. Uh, would you guys hang in there with me for a minute? Absolutely. Thank, thank uh, you, Michael. Yeah. All right. Not a problem. Okay. All right. We're going to come back with Alice Brenman, uh, Nicole Matter from the National Women uh, on their um, website. We're going to give that out, uh, the National Organization of Women for Alimony and Reform. Uh, we have Mr. Dick Lindsay with us and Alan Frischer. And, Alan, if you ever have to go, just let me know. Raise your hand. Just let me know. Uh, we're going to get you back in pretty quick. But right now, we're going to take some calls in a minute. So if you guys will just hang in there. And I know uh, Salam was with us earlier. If you want to call back in, I'm going to be taking calls this next break. But right now, we're going to get in some music. And then we're going to come back talk about the children, what you as listeners can do and some of the information that's on this web website that can be very helpful to you. So right now, with no further ado, me and my producer are just going to kick it off with a little bit more music. Here's uh, Brian Culbertson, along with Vivian Green, appropriately titled Still Here, here inside the Love Zone
the lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. Listening to the show, thinking, well, you know, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. You know, I don't make that much money. Uh, you got to be really rich or have a lot of income for this alimony thing to take full. I'm going to bring in our guests back in a few minutes to uh, 
tell you what it really consists of. I saw a video where a gentleman was only making $45,000 a year, and it affected his life. Imagine that. Mm. Let's stay together. That's what this show is all about, ladies and gentlemen. We want you to stay together. We want you to make the right choice. We want you, through your dating efforts, to hopefully end up with the person that you are most compatible with so that you don't end up in this alimony court. Because as you can see and hear from our guests, people are making a lot of money off this. And uh, as Alan had alluded to earlier, uh, there are law firms who make a good portion of their income and don't want this to go away. So just imagine. Yeah, you never thought of it that way. So this show isn't to deter you from marriage. It's to make you more cognizant of the fact of the person you're choosing to be compatible in a relationship. That's why we started this show. We thought with the Internet, we could make a little dent. And if we do that, I feel successful. In so doing, I'm going to bring shows like this, and I think this one deserves a part two, to uh, talk about this even further. So let me bring our guests back in, Alice Berman, Nicole Matter, uh, Dick Lindsay. Uh, let me get him back on the line, and Alan uh, Frischer. Uh, we're going to talk this segment about this this alimony affecting the children, what it has effect on the families, because we've already talked about the bondage and, 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 and the laws to some degree. And I know someone mentioned, I think it was Alice, or I might be wrong, that you're trying to get the laws changed in certain areas where it could limit, for example, or, or maybe it was Dick who said cohabitation. So now a woman or a spouse, he or she, doesn't want to get married, which they figure they can cohabitate, go on with their life, and keep this income coming in. What will you do? What will the reform do to change that? And does any can can anybody speak on that? The, the cohabitation issue is a little bit more challenging because there are about ten, eleven, twelve different points that have to be proven to prove that there's cohabitation happening. Essentially. The whole premise is when you're moving with somebody, let's say, for argument's sake, it's, it's the woman who's receiving alimony. She moves in with her new boyfriend, so now she's cohabitating. You have to prove that there's a supportive relationship that's happening. And it could happen with a guy. If the guy moves in with his girlfriend that, and he's receiving alimony, again, you have to prove that there's a supportive relationship. And to be able to prove there's a supportive relationship is very, very challenging in, in current law and even in the way we're, we're presenting new legislation, it's a little bit better, but not, you know, it's still not there yet. In, in certain states, they say, well, if you're living together for three months, that's cohabitation enough. Florida is, is a little bit more conservative than that. It's not willing to look at just a three-month living together because then what happens if, you know, they, they move out in two months and, you know, uh, 20 days, and then they – come back together, you know, the fourth month or, or, or three months and, and 20 days after that. So right. it's very, very hard to prove cohabitation, very costly, unfortunately, as well. And, and in proving this cohabitation, if you do prove it, and let's, will that reduce your alimony? Or can you have it modified or can you have it eliminated, I guess? Is Absolutely. Either one. You could either have it reduced or, mod, uh, or eliminated um, if you actually prove the cohabitation. Correct. Just just proving cohabitation, not cohabitation, is at the same standard or above standard of what you were, li what she or he was living at before. 
You just have to prove that they're cohabitating. Is that is that my understanding? And a, right, and there's a supportive relationship for the cohabitation. Correct. Okay. okay. We, we had, Michael, we had instances where people went to court and proved a supportive relationship, and then the judge would say, oh, no, she's just renting a room off him. So oh, it, the law God. is, the law, the court has so much discretion that, that it's not really workable as it stands now. Yeah, it's very, very challenging, very difficult. You have to prove things like you're sharing bank accounts, um, you're, you're um, talking to people as if you were a married couple, for instance. Um, there's, there's a lot of, of specific rules. I don't have them handy in front of me, but there are, like I said, there are about 10, 11, 12 different very, very specific rules to prove a supportive relationship. And some judges require you to have all 11, 12 rules in, in effect. Some judges may require only, you know, four or five of those rules. And that's why there's no there's no predictability or consistency regarding that. Hmm. Hmm. So, Nicole, um, in regards to the children in, in this instance, naturally we're, we're talking about alimony and, and presumably we're just taking the presumption that there's some child support in this. How does this affect, because I saw in one of the videos that this man is – is being estranged from his children while she moves on with her life or the other spouse moves on with their life with another uh, partner. Uh, how do you feel this affects the children? Uh, I, can, I can give you a I can of... answer that because my husband is a victim of that as well. Um, my husband was married to his ex-wife for 13 years. So, yes, there's a nine-year-old child. She's now 20 years old. The parental alienation and the attack started very early after we got married. It is now to the point he paid child support until after she graduated, which was after the age of 19. He was denied graduation tickets. He was not allowed to go to her graduation. She has continuously told him that um, her uncle will be walking her down the aisle when she chooses to get married. He was denied her first dance. He was denied any activity in school like chorus or plays that she had participated in. So the parental alienation is very strong where there is a sense of entitlement to alimony and not so much the child support. And can that be readdressed in the courtroom or no? Is that just something that the courts uh, expect the parents to resolve? That's a, that's no, a the by, courts are alienation. We had filed motion after motion after motion to get visitation. There was even a specific time-sharing court order for him to make up time that he had missed with his child, and as soon as the order came down, she violated that court order, but yet they would not hold her in contempt. But if a man fails to pay his alimony in the state of Florida, they threaten to take their driver's license and or incarcerate them. Whoa. <laughs> Michael, I can give you an example about how it affects the children. I got a, several months ago, I got a call from a 19-year-old young lady who's a junior in college, said she had to drop out of college because they ordered her dad to pay so much alimony he couldn't afford to help her anymore. That's just just one of many examples. I, I know instances where kids could not go to summer camp because their dad had to pay 
too much alimony, he couldn't afford to send them to summer camp. Wow. Well, it, you know, it makes it makes perfect sense that if you're paying an unaffordable amount of alimony to an ex-spouse that you're tied to, and how do you have enough money to pay extra for for your children? And evidently, you know, the, the children end up suffering in ways that are incomprehensible. You know, they become chattel in the courtroom. There's no voice that children have, which is why I tend to focus my practice on collaborative divorce. It's a way to divorce amicably with fairness and respect and keeping the lines of communication open and keeping it out of the court. Um, unfortunately, I have to leave because I'm at my, my second appointment right now. Okay. So I want to I wanted to thank you, you know, very much for, for allowing me to speak and having the time. If anybody needs any more information, let them go on, um, you know, the Florida Alimony Reform website. I'll, I'll let you tell everybody the websites, and I'd be more than happy um, to be involved with you again if, you, if you'd like. Just give me a call, and we'll make that happen. I would love it, Alan, and thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you, Alan, so much for, for being here and having answers when I didn't. And please don't hesitate to call me so we can work together on this. No, thank you very much. It's I, nice, it's nice hearing everybody, speaking with everybody. Alan, I, you can guys I can expand on this children thing a little bit. If someone is a is in a second marriage, and they have children to the second marriage, the court does not take any that into consideration. They hold alimony uh, paramount to the the welfare of the children from the second marriage. I can I know of instances where this has actually happened. Uh, where the court, the court, the court does not accept children from a second marriage in preference to alimony for an ex. Exactly, including disabled children. It's the first family comes first. Yeah, and they make disabled people pay alimony too. So that's. That's another big no-no in the system that we're working to make changes with. That that is just yeah. it's it's just disheartening to me to hear that. It's it's amazing. It's it's just amazing. And well, I'm sure many people affecting the children. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but okay. it also affects extended family. When someone has a permanent lifetime alimony that they have to pay to someone else, your parents raise you, take care of you, provide for you for the best of their ability. When they get to retirement age, you know, there's a possibility they may need your help. And because of these outlandish and unfair alimony laws, there are parents out there that aren't being taken care of as well as they could be, and they can't turn to their family members for help because of someone else depending on that permanent alimony. My husband's mother has cancer. She can't turn to us. We have no spare money. Mm. Mm. I am the um, durable power of attorney holder for my father, who just had a pacemaker put in just a couple of months ago. The best thing I can do is make decisions for him as far as medical decisions and his financial decisions where his income is involved. But I can't contribute anything to his needs because of the money that is paid to my husband's ex-wife. Wow. And you did say earlier, Alan, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Alice, that when, let's say, if a man moves on in, 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 in your situation, uh, you're you're the spouse of the gentleman who's who's being attached 
with alimony, mm-hmm. they can now affect your income as a couple once you get married, right? Is that yeah, right? because now they can take and add my income into his and prove that he has more money coming into the home and take more money from him. Even though it's not coming out of my check, where do they think it's coming from? If, right. he's not, if he doesn't have it, it's coming right. out of my disability check every month. It right. comes out of my son's disability check every month. And we're talking about a 13-year marriage, 13 years. In the state of Florida, the way they measure the length of the marriage is from the day that you get married until the date you file for dissolution of marriage. This was a 13-year marriage. Both of them were in their 30s. Both of them fully capable of working full-time employment, and she was awarded permanent alimony. Wow. The kind of the bottom line is just... You have two choices, either don't get married, or if you do, make sure that you make it last. Yeah, yeah, you got to be right. have a very strong prenuptial agreement. That's no good because they're all subject to the discretion of the court. Prenuptial agreements are subject to the discretion of the court, so it's not worth the paper it's wrote on. Mm. Well, we did do a... But these, these laws change from state to state, too, Michael. I should emphasize that, that the, the system and the laws and the methods change from state to state. Mm. Actually, not really. If you look at Oregon and you look at Vermont and you look at California and Connecticut and Virginia and New Jersey... All of those states are on exactly the same page where they do not care about the the earning needs or the fact that the second family has stepchildren involved or that there's a second partner. The second partner's income is always taken into account as being part of the household income. Now, I just want to add one more important point, and that is that first wives that are listening to this show that are hearing about the impact that they may be having on their ex-husband's lives, you ladies are in a position to forgive past debts and make a difference in your relationships with your children and their parents and to move forward. In fact, the, the Bradley Statute, which was enacted in 1986, specifies that while states cannot change spousal support orders, those receiving spousal support orders are able to do so by um, by, by a simple procedure of approaching the court, filling out a form, having it signed off by a notary. You know, so, so there, is, there are ways to work forward, and that, that is something as the National Organization of Women for Alimony Reform, that is something we are encouraging. It's about rebuilding families. You know, children without fathers are 10 times more likely to abuse drugs, 20 times more likely to end up in prison. You know, 71% of teenage pregnancies happen to children, who, who, to girls, who are residing in fatherless homes. Mm. Now, the reality is that these children do need to have the benefits of co-parenting. And that means that parents have to work together from a financial perspective as well. So that's, that's an important component of NAFAR's agenda. Well, Thank you, know, you for that, Nicole. We we are getting close to the time where it's almost time to go. I want to give you all the opportunity of telling how our audience, one, can 
make a difference, if there's something they need to do, because I know you have donations, uh, you know, to help change these bills, what can the audience do first? And then the second thing I'd like for each of you to do, Dick and uh, Nicole, is promote your websites and how they can contact you and, and, and get in contact. Uh, so what can our audience do, those listeners I, out there? I think first and foremost, you listeners out there, you need to empower yourselves. Knowledge is power. You need to understand what the laws are. Even if you are walking into a, a, a wonderful relationship now and marriage is maybe way over the horizon, knowledge is power. Secondly, if you agree with us that these alimony laws need to be reformed, I encourage you to write to your representatives, write to your senators, write to your local newspaper. Make a noise. We need to start this conversation, not only in Florida, but in the various states, such as Vermont, where, where they've just formed their alimony reform movement. Oregon, they presented in, the, in, in their assembly a few months back. California, there's a whole big meeting happening next Tuesday. New Jersey, they're about to enter in, into a, a blue ribbon commission scenario. So those of you out there, you, we need you to use your voice. Thirdly, we are all over the Internet. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are commenting on, on articles that relate to alimony. Come join us. Come join the conversation. That is what you guys can do from an alpha perspective out there. And, Dick, what, what, do, you, what do you feel that the audience can do and people can do? Well, it, it, educating the public is one of our primary goals. Like I said to begin with, most people, half of the marriages wind up in divorce court. Most people have no idea what to expect when they walk into divorce court. We try to help them. If we know ahead of time, we can help them. If they wait till afterwards, then it's usually too late. But if if they'll go to our website, uh, and we are a nonprofit organization, so any contributions you make to the alliance is tax deductible. Um, and our, our, like I said before, our website www.alimonyreform.org has our contact information there and a host of in, of information. And uh, we'd be glad to, to talk to anybody or help anybody we can in any way because this is a very stressful point in someone's life when they wind up in divorce court and the mental anguish that's associated with this is tremendous. And I thank you very much, Michael, for for having us here this evening. Thank you. I thank you guys okay. for lending insight to this uh, this very timely topic. And, and Nicole, uh, Alice, would you like to give the information in regards to your organization and the yes. website? Yes. Oh. Our website address is nowfar.org. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And also, there are many of you out there who are in states that do not have alimony reform movements. Please contact us. We have, we have structures and experts in place to assist you with setting up your own alimony reform movements. Once again, our website, www.nowfar.org. And there's also some very useful information for those of you um, contemplating divorce as well as those of you trying to live through traumatic alimony orders. Thank you. Well, Dick, Alice, Nicole, 
uh, you have been uh, a pleasure to have on the show this evening. Okay. I'd like to thank you guys, and and I'd love to bring you back again as you make some progress with this. Okay, and uh, thank you. Please do keep in touch. I will. Okay, thank you very much, Mike. Thank you so much, Dick. It was awesome chatting with you guys. Thank you. Not a problem. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. You're welcome. Quite welcome. And for those of you listening out there, we will also put the information up on our Facebook page. You will be able to access that at the Love Zone USA Facebook page. That will be up tomorrow for sure. Uh, All I can say is, uh, as I normally do at this particular time, the Love Zone is designed as a place where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. Hopefully you've learned some information tonight. If you haven't, there's a plethora of information on both of the websites that uh, our guests talked about. If you didn't jot it down, don't worry. You can get it at the Love Zone USA. We'll have it up tomorrow, both websites, and you'll be able to contact them. Uh, All I can do to add to this is say that our mission is, as Dick alluded to, and and I believe, that if we make the right choice, if we make the right choice, if we put more emphasis on the dating aspect, then maybe on the tail end, we will not end up in this place of alimony. But should you make the wrong choice and end up here, then at least these organizations are trying to make it better so that it's a never-ending wheel of, of cycle of money. On that note, well, uh, Tony, why don't you kick it off with some music, and uh, we're going to come back with one more closing statement from yours truly before we close off the show this evening here inside the Love Zone USA. And one 
wonder where you are Is it kissing you, touching you, holding you What? Take a drink to help ease my mind I wanna be mad after all those times I need a for you to go out and find some other guy For you to stay down with them all night For you to do all the things I did to you Never gave me a reason 
show soon. He sounds a little bit like Stevie Wonder and Donny Hathaway. No, it's Frank McComb. He's going to be here live with us here inside the zone, so you be sure to keep it tuned. Beautiful music coming from that gentleman. As I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. Hope you enjoyed mine. But before I do that, I want to tell you that next week we've got a show that I don't think you want to miss. Up and coming, we got shows about the mistress. We also have a show about a book that, uh, Talks to nothing but married people. The uh, the author, Miss Smart, did a uh, expose talking to nothing but married people. We call them the experts. Twenty, thirty years of marriage. They're going to give you some clues as to how to keep it together, how to stay in a long term relationship, how to not end up in the alimony court. You don't want to miss that show. We also have Raul Felder who will be coming up in August. He's a famous divorce attorney. So if you have to compliment contemplate divorce we're going to talk to him uh in august as well so on that note as i always say in closing i've enjoyed your company hope you've enjoyed mine for those of you who did i'll see you another time whatever you do do it with two it's more fun than one and make sure you decide that is the one for a commitment for a lifetime because i'm going to leave you with this song that is an old standby and is the title of this show fellas ladies this one goes out to you. Till next week, my name is Mike T. Riding with my uh, producer. You're tired of the tired of the keeper. It's cheaper to keep it. Here this inside is the Love Zone It's USA. cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to keep her. When your little girl make you mad. And you get an attitude and pack your bag. Five little children that you're leaving behind Son, you're gonna pay some alimony or do some time The price is cheaper to keep up Help me say it, y'all It's cheaper to keep up cheaper to keep up See, when you get through saying That judge in the face You're gonna wanna cut The whole race That's why it's cheaper to keep up 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.